Pile of Derp says, y'all goddamn right, I'm up for whatever. <laughs> Bud Light America. <laughs> the perfect beer to down a six-pack of before robbing strangers to pay for your meth habit. <laughs> uh, That's pretty good. People surprised that Bud Light would do something in bad taste must have never actually tried their beer. <laughs> Welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for your news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man that refuses to believe that Pittsburgh is the only burg to end with an H, Rob Fisher. With me, as always, is the man who believes that political power corrupts everything but the taste of beer, Mike Albright. And of course, the man who always thinks something is the New Jersey of something else, the man far, far too handsome for brand logos, Jesse Clark. Today is April 29th, 2015, and we are recording episode 53, Harrisburg Craft Beer Week. For more information on any of the segments from today's show, visit our new and improved website at www.blindtigerpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. Our podcast is available on Stitcher, and we have moved our entire catalog of episodes over to SoundCloud as well. We provide near-daily news, reviews, and just about anything involving brews. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Over the past few years, more and more cities' stroke regions have been establishing craft beer weeks to celebrate the delicious beer that their markets are known to contain. This encourages residents to get out and enjoy a pint, whether it be local, regional, or national. It encourages brewers to throw open their doors to the community that supports them, and it creates a vibrant and joyous environment for all craft beer fans, regardless of whether they create or consume. Our closest metropolis-ish, Harrisburg, started their (laughs) craft beer week last weekend, complete with special beers and events, and we thought we would extend the celebration to our studio. It is in the honor of Harrisburg Craft Beer Week that our opening question is, if you were going to make a beer for Harrisburg Craft Beer Week, what would it be and why? So, Mike, let's hear what you were thinking. Yeah, I think Harrisburg, well, they're number six, right? So that that probably is our closest metropolis. Mm -hmm. And also, number six what? Sixth largest city in uh, Pennsylvania. Who were the first five? Uh, was it Philly, Pittsburgh, Erie, then like the Allentown, Scranton, Allentown, then maybe Scranton area? I yeah. thought technically we were bigger than them because they, they're cut off from that river. You can't count people on the Lemoyne side. Well, it, it's biggest city and biggest like municipality and biggest metro area and like there's different ways of counting it. Okay, so. all right, all right. Because maybe I, like city proper. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Like because because that river cuts it off and from whatever stats. Wikipedia that I saw. says Philadelphia has 1.5 million people. Pittsburgh has 300,000 people. Oh, Allentown has 118. Oh, sorry, did I say million? Uh, 305,000 people are in Pittsburgh, Uh, 118,000 people are in Allentown, Erie has 101,000, Reading has 88,000, Scranton has 76,000, Bethlehem has 74,000, Lancaster has 59,000, and Harrisburg has 49,000. So we have 10,000 more people than Harrisburg. Suck at Harrisburg now. <laughs> I think once again that's that's because the river cuts it off, and so they're like, right, which yeah. it, it dissects. The, I mean, it would otherwise die. I mean, it's right through where the city would be, right? You yeah. know, if there wasn't a river, what, you, that doesn't make any sense. So pretend <laughs> <laughs> if the if the if the uh, the borders were allowed to go, you know, over where the city probably continues on the other side of the river, then they, their numbers would be higher. But thank God they don't. Thank God. 
Uh, I didn't want to cut you off earlier either, but uh, did you say cities stroke regions? I know. I saw that too. I is heard that, that. Is that a coding thing? A slash? Well, nah, I think it's a actually more of a uh, European it's window here. Just I'm maybe at 1%. Sometimes it goes up to 2 but this is all it's doing. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden I saw something. I saw this red thing go up to there to hit it, and I'm like looking, then I saw that error. It's like this oh. randomly shot up to 100%. It's like 1% now at most. I uh, know. That's, That's really fucked up. Grim Suspicious. Gremlins. Yeah. Hmm. So what are we talking about again? So we're stroke. You were uh, talking about stroke. Oh yeah. And I believe that city it's city stroke a, region. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds yeah. Dirty. Slash stroke. <laughs> it's all the same to me. Yeah, what was the stroke. question? All right. So if I was gonna make stroke. a beer for Harrisburg Craft Beer Week, oh, okay. So uh, I didn't really have anything funny this time around. I thought maybe I would just look at history. That's usually what I do when you give me these sorts of questions. Uh, so quick backstory: John Harris Senior, which who was a native of England, emigrated to the U.S. and set up what is today Harrisburg. Go figure. In addition, the, his most famous contribution uh, was a ferry over the Susquehanna that moved, among other things, people, including Irish, German, and Scottish settlers. And because of this, I propose in honor of Harrisburg Craft Beer Week. Uh, that I would make an imperial scotch ale hmm. aged in Jameson barrels utilizing the Renahatskabat method. Ooh. So uh, used, using these different famous alcohol contributions uh, from those three ethnic groups and imperial because as they moved west, and follow me now, it should be hopped in the style of a west coast ale. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I would, I would do. That sounds delicious. So I don't know why you need, you need to go funny. You went delicious instead, man. I'm on board Yeah, with actually, that. that doesn't sound too bad. No. Jesse? No, I was thinking something completely different. I was hmm. once again thinking about it being on the wrong side of the river, and I was okay. thinking of it being stuck up, and I was thinking, I was definitely thinking of Lemoyne as Jersey. I was thinking that this <laughs> beer should be brewed with chemicals. It should be brewed um, with uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, traffic problem um, over <laughs> yeah. there. And, 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 and then as you come across the, and then as you bring that across the river, only then does it charge you a toll. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. the type of beer that I would make for Lemoyne and to celebrate this, uh, the Harrisburg Beer Week. Not nice. sure how all it would taste. I don't think anyone would want to drink it. Um, we could call it the garden drink. No. Um, <laughs> Inorganic ale? <laughs> Inorganic ale. This you should not drink it. Uh, lovely. Isn't there a beer called Plastic Sludge or something along those lines? <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Came in a can, I think. Yeah. Looked cool. I like the can anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever drank it yet. I haven't drank it yet. Um, anyway, so for me, <clears throat> growing up, all kids within the public education system in America are forced to learn the capitals of all 50 states. With most states, this is a fairly easy task, as some of America's largest and most notable cities happen to also be the capital of the states in which they reside. Growing up in Pennsylvania lent itself to the advantage over other students of not only knowing that New York City is not the capital of New York State, but also that Harrisburg, not Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, was the capital of PA. Harrisburg might not have the citizenry to make it the largest city, it might not have the professional sports teams of its brethren cities, and it might not have the culture of its larger neighbors at the ends of the state, but what it does have is the goddamn seat of political power in mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. Damn right it does. It is because this little city is unassuming but packs a big wallop that I would craft a sessionable IPA. Yeah. This little beer would seem underwhelming at first blush but pop with a fine bitter kick seemingly from nowhere. 
Uh, because Harrisburg is a city built by politics, this sessionable IPA would have a malty sweetness completely at odds with a bouquet of hops that leaves nothing but a bitter finish on the tongue when finished. Because somehow when it comes to local politics, no- nothing ever quite comes out right, and we're all left with a bad experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just hang over in a can. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, no, I think that's what you're making. A <laughs> <laughs> mind just doesn't lie about it. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Yep. So uh, I, I thought maybe a mascot of like half elephant, half donkey, and that is just some sort of god awful monstrosity in a purple can, and it would be a um, not quite balanced sessionable IPA. Cool. They do have a minor league baseball team, and I think a semi professional basketball team as well. I like the uh, asterisk, minor and <laughs> semi-professional. Semi-professional, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Not quite the uh, Steelers, Pirates, 76ers, Phillies, and so on. But yes. hey, you know, <laughs> it, they, do what, they do what they can. They do what they can. Yeah. Uh, so that, let's move on to a little bit of beer news. Beer news. Um, so we're going to jump. Straight past local and regional, we're going to go to two national stories that are uh, a little bit lengthier than normal, so we thought we'd uh, just go with those two. So, my, my article is, Shots fired between o- owner of North Down Tap Room and The Beer Wench. So, uh, this article might be better served as a point-counterpoint, but I wanted to dive into it at least as an interesting discussion on the open letter served to The Beer Wench by owner of North Down Tap Room, Kate Gallagher. For those not in the know, the beer wench, otherwise known as Ashley Ralston, uh, or Ralston, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, she is a craft beer personality who comments on craft beer and craft beer culture. Not too long ago, she wrote a somewhat tongue-in-cheek article decrying lies that craft beer bros say about uh, women in, in craft beer. Kate Gallagher responded to the article, saying that perhaps the beer wench as a personality does more harm than good. The listener can decide for themselves, but I wanted to break down both sides of the argument. So hopping over to the the Beer Wenches article, um, her article on Thrillist, which is a website that's been cashing on on the craft beer craze and is a little bit um, oh, yeah. clickbaity. Um, her article was titled, Six Dirty Lies Men Spread About Women and Beer. And so uh, she's got little blurbs about all, well, so little and not so little blurbs about all the lies. But um, here's the, uh, the summation. Lie number one, beer is a manly man's beverage. Uh, her response is the truth. Women invented beer, fellas, so you best recognize. Lie number two, women are afraid of beer. Her response, it's not us, ladies, it's probably you, men. Lie number three, all women are on diets, and that's why we don't drink beer. The truth, some of us don't hate ourselves. Uh, Number four, women love fruity sweet shit, so you should start them with beers like that. The truth, fruit beers are terrible, quote-unquote, gateway beers, so that makes no sense. Hey, that that drink looks really good. (laughs) Can't see the picture of it, but it's a strawberry smoothie. It does look delicious. Uh, Line number five, women can't handle bitterness. The truth, you're stupid. Very mature response. (laughs) And line number six, you can bribe a chick to drink beer, mainly with shopping and presents. Uh, The truth, not all of us watch soap operas, and also your relationship sounds really manipulative. (laughs) And so that's basically her response to uh, bros in craft beer who uh, don't really make a space uh, positive for women. But um, obviously the response from uh, Kate Gallagher 
who owns her own tap room in Chicago, Illinois. Um, she had um, six, five reasons why the beer wench is probably bad for beer. And so her reasons were, number one, the beer wench name. And she said that uh, it's kind of hard to be a uh, pro-feminine icon when you have a name that pretty much is uh, designed around degrading women as both being in a service role to men and also uh, isn't exactly the most um, super feminist name in the, out in the works there. Um, she says she is known for making historically ambiguous statements. Um, basically, she was uh, the beer wench. In her article, writes, quote, Women invented beer, fellows, so you best recognize the ancient Sumerians, a.k.a. the people who realized that beer was a thing and that it was great, used to worship the goddess Ninkasi, Ninkasi. the goddess of brewing and beer, end quote. And uh, Kate replies, hey, you know what? Um, there were tons of societies that started fermenting things um, 9,000 years ago, and they had gods and goddesses and gods uh, denoting them, and that um, this isn't something that uh, women individually would have uh, invented. It would have been a, a collaborative process amongst all the societies and, and whatnot, although there is a rich tradition of brewing being women's work because it was an at-home kitchen sort of scenario. So there is some truth to it, but uh, to say that women invented beer may be stretching things a little far. So she's saying women invented it because it was, there was a goddess of beer? In so scenario. any goddess, that means that a woman did it first? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be the argument partly that she was making. Um <laughs> So she says that... Well, uh, since Zeus is a man... Um, <laughs> he invented bestiality because he often came down as an animal and slept with women. Um, so Wait, her, yeah, I get, yeah, because he was the beast, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then would women invent bestiality because women were the ones who slept with him? I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> That's a side topic I don't want to participate in for once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So her uh, third point is that uh, the beer wench is perpetuating the very sexism that she claims to be against um, by saying that women who, implying that women who are in diets must hate themselves. And and obviously that's not really the case, although I don't really think that's necessarily the most ingenuous way of reading her argument. And then um, attacking the people that employ the beer wench. um, And finally using the phrase gateway beer and making generally bad suggestions. Um, and so uh, basically she goes through, and you can read the article for yourselves, it's linked up there, but it is sort of interesting back and forth. I think um, Kate Gallagher kind of misses the tongue-in-cheekness of the beer wench, um, her article being more kind of trying to point out a certain, hopefully, subsegment of men who are craft beer geeks that aren't particularly inviting to women. Um, but I do think that there is something to be said for... Um, having a more inviting response in your criticism than being like, nope, you're just dumb and need to go away because that obviously isn't really fostering community either. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely generalizing, but I mean, she's just trying to get a point across, which, you know. Well, when they do that, though, I mean, it's it's so general and vague that anyone who really knows, I mean, yeah, there is an issue with, you know, the sexism in, well, in most things. (laughs) Um, But if you're in that particular field or you're, you know, you know a little bit more about it. You realize these generalizations actually, I think are more annoying than they do actually point out an issue. It's like, yeah, there is an issue, but you're not really pointing it out to anyone who can make a difference or cares. Like those things are so silly. What she was saying, I think. Um, well, I'm not even, I, I don't think her, her lies are necessarily unreasonable. I think, um, she wasn't exactly attempting to be super serious about, 
um, the response. So like beer being a manly man's beverage, um, her response being, well, women invented beer. Well, that's not entirely accurate, but even if they did, that doesn't mean anything um, as a counterpoint. It's not very a good logical uh, rebuttal to it being a manly man's beer. And I think the only reason it's really viewed as a man's beverage is because we've had, you know, 50 years of ma- mainstream marketing for Bud Coors and Miller saying that, you know, real men drink light lager, which doesn't make any sense at all. Um, And I think that uh, most, hopefully most people who are real craft beer nerds would recognize that like women are making delicious beer and women drink delicious beer and it's not a man's thing. It's, you know, gender neutral. If anything, anyone can enjoy beer and you should want everyone to enjoy beer. Um, So, you know, I can kind of see Kate's point where it's like, you know, it's funny, but is it constructive? And that's not necessarily, obviously, the mission statement of the thrillist by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, you know, I kind of look at someone like Michael Jackson, who was much more bring everybody in as opposed to push anybody out. Yeah, that, that's what it used to be. And you're right. Lately, it has been a bit antagonistic, hasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were thinking the singer. And I was like, <laughs> actually, it had to you're be only confused. this high or lower. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very discriminatory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sleepovers sure but in life in general uh, but no I, I like the idea I've been actually um, really intrigued by this particular topic of of discourse of debate between uh, sort of cultural uh, stuff and I've been really appreciating sort of like um, reviews by like Siskel and Ebert on movies and how I mean they weren't afraid to call a bad movie a bad movie but it was never it was never you as an audience member suck for not liking this movie or you as an audience member suck for liking this film. It was the film had technical flaws or it was uh, lazily crafted. And that's a shame on the filmmaker, not you, the the audience. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect it a lot more that, you know, um, uh, it's much more inviting. It's much more it has room for the subjective, but is also willing to announce the objective that. You know, and, and the more modern Adam Sandler films um, mm-hmm. are just objectively terrible. But you may like Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and Siskel and Ebert aren't going to say that you're a terrible person for liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a, a difficult balance to strike. And um, it would be nice if that got as many page views as Six Reason Men Are Idiots and Craft Beer. <laughs> you know, like right. that's it's a tough, tough thing. See, I don't mind calling someone, not necessarily saying the person is an idiot, but that you have bad tastes in, like, if you have bad taste, you have bad taste. Like, like that, like that, uh, like the guy who was, okay, so I, we, we had that, there was that article of best wings in town, and I went to those places, and they do mm-hmm. have the best wings. I went to all those places, actually, in the last few weeks, and they're really good. But he just had his sushi list. Did you see that? No. Sakura in the top? Really, doesn't even mention wasabi or mana anywhere. Oh. No, that you just have bad taste. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> you just have bad taste. Well, so I think that there's... Um, this was, I've had this argument, obviously, with... I'm sure he's a good person. Well, well maybe... I don't know. I can't say anything about this person, wait, but I can tell you. the same guy that did the wing list. Yeah. Well, was he focusing solely on Lancaster City? Because that's kind of what he did for well, the Well, the Lancaster wings. area, but still. Okay, did he say Lancaster Yeah, it said, yeah, he listed something in Lidditz, which is farther oh, north than mana, and definitely yeah. farther away than Wasabi is. I mean, he could have listed any of the, either of those. What place is in Lidditz? Was it uh, Mojo? I think it was Moho or something? Uh, Mojo, 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 yeah. Okay. They're, I can't I was say pronouncing like Spanish and Moho. Yeah. <laughs> Moho! Authentic <laughs> Asian cuisine. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, so that the problem is, is uh, ultimately, uh, this comes down to uh, aesthetics, and that is ultimately going to be subjective, and so that's very difficult. However, there is some credence to be made for a expert opinion. 
And so, like, you, Jesse, may have eaten every sushi place in town and had every role on, you know, multiplications to really form an expert opinion. And he may have hand-selected a couple of things because he had to write an article real quick. And if you disagree with him... Even though subjectively you guys are both 100% entitled to your opinion, anybody who's trying to value those opinions should weigh the expert, the, the more knowledgeable opinion stronger than the non-one. But ultimately, it's going to be your own personal preference. Dude, and you're s- taking such a sissy stance on this. Well, no, because I know, <laughs> I mean, and I might get We can, we can <laughs> say that someone has bad taste. Like, you just don't have good taste in this. Like, if like when someone in my class likes Justin Bieber, I, I, I tell her she has bad taste in music. And, right. and, and well, that one I, student knows. <laughs> But maybe she has like a freaking PhD in music composition. She does not. And so, but that's the point where you look at it and go, you haven't been exposed to enough. So the question is, she can say, I like it. And there's something wrong with liking it. If she claims that Justin Bieber is better music than like the Beatles, then you can go and say, that is a factually incorrect statement because of insert 10,000. Okay, so yeah. There. So uh, Wasabi and Manor are factually better sushi than Sakura. I would, I would agree with that okay, statement. Okay, so... But so he likes what he likes. Uh, yeah, he's allowed to like what he likes, but that but then well, he shouldn't be writing this thing, or well, it should be. They how can should you say f- you're an authority on this? What well, right? And uh, clearly, he's an authority on wings, but he should. Well, that's why it's hard. He was it's right. A- he was dead on <laughs> with the wings. By the way, the wings. I I went to all of those places. Like I said, well, not all of them. It was one that one at least I've yet to get to. But like, and I the- even tried the ones that he had, and they were stellar. There was like this sweet Thai chili wings over at 915. I tried them. Oh my God. I wish they would be a little bit spicier, but they were really good. Yes. But this is why like, I would never attempt to put a top 10 list together of the best wheat beers because I fucking hate wheat beers and I hate them for their wheatiness. So for me to say, <laughs> here are the top 10 wheat beers, they're going to be the least wheat-y of wheat beers. And so that might work for me, but I'd be really stupid to do that. And that's why you hope that a critic has the objectivity to say, this isn't what I personally like. This is what... I can respect in general as being good. Yeah, like that would be like why not? Why not just he he did? I mean, what's he, he listed? Uh, pizza shops, uh, wings. Obviously, we're way off topic, yeah. but um, it's uh, all in the realm of aesthetics. It's yeah, fun. still. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're not if you're not an expert on something, then don't even bother. Well, that's why we have the blogosphere, yeah, and is- it's terrible because not everyone and most people who blog are not experts on anything. Um, and it's terrible. So you get something like the uh, the food babe, who is a terrible human being, um, and whatnot. And it's a pretty terrible state of affairs. But you know, she makes a lot of money. No, ironically though, remember I was picked for this doing this podcast with uh, beer versus beer as a novice who doesn't know about beer to decide which beers among your two were the best. So <laughs> I want to point out a little irony and hypocrisy right now, at least on my part. Um, <laughs> well, we should. That's actually not a bad idea. We should go back and do a classic beer versus beer to see if your opinion has changed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. So anyway, blind, yeah, blind taste test number round two or something. Or speaking of stupid advertising and how <laughs> we've been force fed a chauvinistic male viewpoint about beer for fifty years, Mike, why don't you go on to your new story? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, we talked about the many foibles of Budweiser's marketing uh, before on the show and how they seemingly have a love hate relationship with craft brewers. But a new labeling gaffe is a bit more serious than just plain old rivalries. It seems Bud is trying to coin the new hashtag on their Bud Light labels, uh, up for whatever hashtag. Uh, and the latest push has the preceding statement, quote, the perfect beer for removing the word no from your vocabulary for the night. Apparently no one thought this might be a poor choice of words. 
They say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but considering the unfortunate association with beer and things such as date rape and drunken driving, uh, this can't, can't be shown in any other light than bad or bud. I'll be brief because I probably have talked about this on the show before, but I, I do believe in the, the Omar theory where you have to have at least one guy on staff yeah. that is not your... Either, either which is not part of your corporate culture, so you can be like, "Yo, Omar is giving the uh, black Disney princess the watermelon flavored ice cream." Is that racist? And he can be like, "Yo, that is not cool," and stop you before these things go out the door. Clearly, no one in the marketing department of Budweiser was a woman who sat down and was like, "Ooh, guys, little rapey, yeah. little rapey, little rapey." Like, yeah, seriously. Oh, this beer is gonna remove remove the word no from your vocabulary, especially when Budweiser products are really popular with college kids. You're just like, it's a recipe for marketing yeah. shitstorm. My God, and unless they're going for like a no, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, which I strongly disagree with. Yeah, um, yeah what a colossal fuck up. Well, I was just hoping it wasn't one of those things where they know it's really stupid, but they're going to put it on the label anyway just to generate some sort of buzz. But uh, this just is just bad. Just Poor, poor decision making whatsoever. Um, yeah, it's like, do you want another beer after your like tenth one? Yeah, sure. I can't say no. So I guess they had an official response that uh, said that uh, they quote unquote missed the mark. So the response was <laughs> the Bud Light Up for Whatever campaign, now in its second year, has inspired millions of consumers to engage with our brand in a positive and lighthearted way. In this spirit, we created more than 140 different scroll messages intended to encourage spontaneous fun. It's clear that this message missed the mark and we regret it. We would never condone a disrespectful or irresponsible behavior. Um, so there's some pretty great uh, tweets going out on the internets right now. Um, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Um, so it's been f- funny watching the uh, the memes come up in response yeah. to this. Yeah, right. The um, Mad <laughs> Mad Men picture. You're joking, right? Uh, so uh, Southie Blanton uh, replied. Bud Light also focus tested changing its name to Rape Water and Consent Eraser, but those didn't <laughs> test well. <laughs> Not quite as well. Wah, wah, wah. Pile of Derp says, y- y'all goddamn right, I'm up for whatever. <laughs> Bud Light America. <laughs> the perfect beer to down a six pack of before robbing strangers to pay for your meth habit. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good people surprised that Bud Light would do something in bad taste must have never actually tried their beer (laughs) (laughs) yeah so well done Budweiser well done oh god and the problem is somebody probably got paid an obscene amount of money to come up with that oh yeah um I wonder what some of those other, what do they call them? Banner messages or whatever? Um, crawl message? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well, let's, let's type it in. Uh, hashtag up for whatever. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't think I'm up for it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kind of scared what that hashtag might be associated with. I'm not getting anything good. Mm-hmm. How about you? No. All right. Well, Mike, why don't you move on to... Uh... A little international news. I didn't even. I didn't even see this in our notes. Well, I threw it in at the last minute. Sure. I don't know if you guys are interested. So apparently, there's that big uh, boxing fight: Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Uh, you heard okay. Yeah, I heard about. It. Well, I guess uh, they just awarded their uh, sponsorship to the highest-paying beer brand, and apparently, it's going to be Tecate. Interesting. Oh, yeah, know. they beat out Corona. So apparently, Tecate forked up was a 5.6 million, I believe. Uh, beating out the Corona bid for 5.2, which is pretty big, because I mean, any advertising you see for a Mexican beer is generally 
generally Corona. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's uh, Dos Equis, but yeah, Tecate, at least around here, doesn't have much of an advertising following. But yeah, apparently um, their uh, brand's going to be front and center right on the uh, the mat the, in the center. Okay. So All when right. they like do the overhead thing, when they go out and touch gloves or whatever, you'll see a big Tecate logo. And apparently there's going to be plenty of scantily clad women holding up Tecate signs. Uh, between I, I, rounds, they'll be giving Tecate to the boxers, yeah, yeah. Uh, rehydrate. <laughs> So that's apparently the uh, the light lager of choice when it comes to uh, boxing. Nice, but yeah, they um. So there was some like kind of like discussion about whether or not that was like a you know worthwhile investment, paying that much money just to be in the sponsorship of a uh, boxing match. But since it is the first uh, boxing match that's kind of had any sort of uh, buzz in quite a while, nice. maybe not too bad. And people are comparing it to like say you know blowing four and a half million dollars on a Super Bowl commercial. It's kind of like well the same thing. Yeah. Well, except for them, they'll get a lot more exposure than yeah, just a thirty second spot. On at least more Super time. Bowl. So like yeah. if I go up to take a piss during the Super Bowl, I might miss like three commercials, and that's kind of money down the drain for those guys. But you know if I happen to see the fight, uh, it'll probably be I'll be hard pressed to miss uh, Tecate. Maybe I should drink Tecate when I'm watching <laughs> it. It's kind of it's kind of working. I'm like hmm, maybe maybe I should. Well, the problem I, is it'll make you want to get up and take a piss. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it will. There's a couple of, like Tecate followers. Like who who loves is that. Oh, we do know somebody. Um, Timmy? Is that like? Yeah, it might be Timmy, actually. I think so. Big, big fan, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, my Mexican light lager of choice is Sol. I don't see it too often, but I like it. Hmm. I don't know if I have a repertoire of uh, it's enough a, to really know. It's a Corona knockoff. I mean, uh, Corona's not terrible. Lie. I don't. I mean, it's drinkable when it's freezing cold with lime, but otherwise right, it's lime, not really drinkable. Yeah. Ugh, not a big fan. No. Well, I'm sick about talking about no? beers. Guys. I don't know anything about it. No. <laughs> Uh, when I was uh, in Mexico, I just drank whiskey. Next beer versus beer. It was funny, beer. I drank Wait. scotch. I was in Mexico. And no, no, can I have that tequila? Green? No, just... <laughs> no, actually I didn't. Taste the worm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, I'm done talking about beers for a while. So let's start on to sampling some beers. That sounds move good. Yeah. On to beers from around the world. Beer from around the world. Beers from a galaxy far, far away brought home for your tasting pleasure. Um, so Mike and I actually um, have been really on this whole uh, Goza killing the craft beer scene article that we talked about two weeks ago, maybe? Episode or two ago. And uh, coincidentally, we ran into uh, a couple of Gozas uh, since that article came out, uh, trashing that this was going to be the beer style that ends craft beer essentially that uh, it's jumped the shark uh, pretentiousness has outshined quality or tasteability or whatever the fuck fake words but Budweiser comes up with so uh, I actually have a Goza um, from Victory and Mike Mike I think has the piste de resistance and he has for us to try I think second would probably be best um well, I'm just going to leave it there hanging as a uh, as a cliffhanger because his beer is very interesting. So, um, oh wait, you have one too. Oh, I you got the victory one. Too, okay, so, nice. Yeah, we can talk about it. So, yes, you go first. I will go first. <laughs> Good. I saw that. I saw it was on draft too. I was going to try one, but I didn't. So now I'm going into this blind. Last sip, and then I just had this last night. Just just a little bit. It's quite red. Yes. So, um, sour cherry. Yeah. It's different for sure. So, we are drinking Victory's Kirsch Goes, Goza. 
Um, goes with the Gozerian is how I remember it. Um, so <laughs> they describe it as a bold and bright step out to the norm. The flavors of a unique old world German brewing process excite your senses Ooh. with the sharp and sweet burst of fresh cherries. Effervescent and sublime, this session ale has an enticing cherry fruit character. European tradition and American ingenuity come together in the truest sense of as you taste a victory in Kirsch Goza. So it's made with uh, Pilsner wheat, uh, torrified wheat, and acidulated malts. Mm. Um, it's made with uh, spalt, spalt hops, and its ABV is 4.8%, so it's pretty light. And um, yeah, pours ruby to light red with white foam, uh, fresh cherries in the smell, and uh, it's definitely tart. It's like strawberry soda. And that's actually not too bad. It does have that funkiness that a lot of the gozas have, but mm-hmm. I find it to be the most drinkable one so far. A lot better than that blood orange one from um, Anderson Valley. Yeah. Didn't care for that one too much. It's still sour, but the cherries add a sweetness that kind of cuts it off. It's not super super sour bomb and i've even let it warm up a little here since we started recording so it's not like it's ice cold by any stretch yeah Yeah, if you love cherries this will be a good beer for you yeah i find it actually surprisingly drinkable for her style this is something that while the girlfriend might not actually thoroughly enjoy because she doesn't really like any sours um her face would not um scrunch up quite as badly as uh, the other ones that's actually what i'm not i don't care about this one this is that's why i don't care about this one as much the other goes as you've had before you've brought other sour beer on Mm -hmm. Um, both of you and uh, I found them even though they were like very sour and I was like whoa this is very strange to me they were at least interesting mm. this one is just like like you said it's like a, this weird like cherry soda that has a little yeah. bit of tartness to it and it's yeah. like it's, I don't want to drink more of it well that's all we have so you're... well okay well this is my unexpert opinion <laughs> telling me <laughs> we're not going to force you Jesse if I were to make a list of gozes this would not be <laughs> and this would be good like if I was like all day drinking like I had too many IPAs was kind of feeling burnout this might be a good yeah. change up from that as opposed to like a like a cherry lambic or something which yeah. is going to be really sweet really heavy um a little stronger NBV, but uh, yeah, I don't really get like a what they consider like the saltiness of a goza really at all. Um, it's just sort yeah, of a little bit tart. Yeah, it's just tart. I just get cherry tart, and I like that, but um, it's just cherry tart. Cool. And why Kirsch? Do they mention that? Mm, Kirsch goes. No, they don't actually. Should I know that? I don't know if it's like. Are there people screaming at their? It's possible. Loudspeakers right now. Loudspeakers. I do that. No, I always <laughs> joke about that when. Um, Emily uh, guessed as me, and you guys were trying to figure out what the equation was for a volume of a sphere. And when I listened to the episode, yeah. I was screaming at my headphones that the three powerhouse of intellects could not remember what the volume of a sphere equation was off the top of your heads. And no. You were close. You were so close. And I'm like sitting there going, oh my God, screaming at you guys. But Wait, uh, what couldn't we figure out? Uh, the equation for a volume of a sphere. Well, there's pi, there's r, and there's probably a little two in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Well, two would be two dimensions. So when you're in volume mode, it's three, three okay. yeah, and you're so, almost there. But uh, you gotta like crop out some of the space. And wait, well, so circumference is two pi r, right? Uh, circumference is um, pi times the diameter. Area is pi r squared. Pi r squared. What's what's two pi r? That's circumference. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Pi diameter. Two, right. two yeah. r is d. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, volume is four thirds pi r cubed. Four thirds. Yeah, the R's go up as you get uh, dimensions. Cool. So yeah, and I just was like <laughs> in California, thirds. yeah, screaming at you guys because you had pi squ- pi r squared, and then you were putting fractions in the front, and I'm like, you guys are so goddamn close. <laughs> 
<laughs> five sevenths. Uh, <laughs> what else comes 11, up? Eleven twenty-two. <laughs> when people ask about the uh, the transition between Celsius and Fahrenheit, and and uh, and I love that. You just one, put so. an, a C in front of it. <laughs> Celsius. <laughs> well, if it's zero to zero, then you're, 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 there's a point where they overlap, right? I was, oh yeah, when we were over in uh, Europe, I was trying to explain to Emily how to do the conversion to Fahrenheit. So yeah. I was like. Yeah, it's like something like Celsius five nine or something nine fifths plus thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Kirschwasser is a clear colorless fruit brandy traditionally made from double distillation of Morello mm. cherries. So I guess that's they're gotcha. calling this the Kirschgoes. So that was good. It's uh, readily available. But Mike, I'm actually much more interested in your beer. Yeah, exactly. Because this is the first one of this style that we've ever seen. Indeed, somebody has to be first on these weird outlandish styles. And of course, it's brought to you by none other than Hoppin' Frog. It's a brewery that I really love. Who does nothing small. <laughs> so this is an Imperial Goza. It's called King Goes Home. Don't know why. Because it's Imperial and it's uh, Goza. It's ABV on that. I don't know about the home. But... Let's find out. Here you go. Got plenty more, too, if you want one. Um, mm. Six. Looks like like almost a light wheat beer in color. Like a Where's that fruity pebble yellow? Right. So when the king was crowned, fans in his hometown of Akron were excited and proud, but his departure left a sour taste in their mouths. <laughs> That's very sweet of them. Making Akron salty about losing their king and wanting to forget. <laughs> now to honor his return and share their, these sour and salty feelings, we have brewed a beer to express these feelings and flavor, which was a nearly forgotten style itself. This rare goes style is refreshingly sour and salty. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And was nearly forgotten, blah, 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 blah. So made from the finest ingredients to create a superb, flavorful beer. Doesn't really say. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely sour. And there's some salty in there. And there's a little hint of sweet of something in there. Yeah, if you made Gatorade a beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not actually yeah. a bad way to put the Gatorade it. Gatorade a beer is nice. Yeah. I like it. It's what plants in one. <laughs> They say you should drink beer after running, so. Wow, yeah. Because, yeah, Gatorade, like, I never liked it. People, like, some people got off on Gatorade. It's, but, like, it's salty. It's yeah. this yeah. without alcohol. That's actually a very, yeah, it's like the lemon-lime uh, Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a very stew, Jesse. Yeah, they're oh, spot on. Nice. Yeah. Um, I like this a lot better than the other one. Um, More interesting for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I drink as much of this no. in quantity as I would the other one, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to do like what we're doing, like a tasting right here, I do find the the hopping frog um, more complex, more layered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, this is not something that I would be like, hey, I've drank Bud Light all my life. Well, you know, what, what should I start with? I would not plop this down in front of no, someone. No, dude, that'd be, be like, hilarious. This is what craft beer tastes like. That'd Go be, for that it. That would be trolling hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> and never come back. <laughs> We're oh, screaming man. into the night. Gozerade? Can we call it that? Hmm. Gozerade. So this wouldn't be a good beer to start off a girl with, then you're saying. Um... um <laughs> Apparently, according to bros, no, this would not be a good gateway beer, as they're called. I'd be interested in doing that, though, just to see what her expression was, what her opinion was. Who? It just sort of take a random off the street and say, have you ever had craft beer before? No. And then yeah, try tried. this and see yeah. what you think. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be, I mean, it would be, I would imagine, actually, I would think it would be probably slightly less offensive to, like, 
pallet wrecker where the IBUs are like up in the 70s or something um, where you just get like nothing but bitter hops. I think that would be probably a pretty big turnoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that that is impossible. I've been noticing, I've been um, experimenting with friends while we're out drinking that uh, a lot of friends who are not okay. quote unquote IPA people. And it's like, well, here, try this very citrusy IPA. And they're like, oh, that's actually really good. And mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see people kind of stretch out of their boundaries and be like, oh, I just hate bitter hops. And it's like, well, IPAs aren't really necessarily like that these days anymore. They're still big, but they don't have to be big in the bitter direction. No, a lot of them are very fruity, very tropical now. It's hard to find that really good piney one anymore. Mm. Yeah, good piney one is is true. Mm. So we have one more beer that actually coincidentally fits our theme. So Harrisburg Beer Week. um, uh, The big, I guess, news is that um, three quote-unquote Harrisburg breweries uh, combined together to do a collaboration beer called 717. So that would be the combination of Trogues, Appalachian Brewing Company, and Pizza Boy Brewing uh, all got together. And so they created none other than... If I can get the damn thing out of the... Give me my beer out of the six-pack. They canned it, actually. Yeah. And they have it on tap places. Oh, very cool. But they they built 717, big, and uh, it's in parentheses, so you know it's uh, an area code. Yep. Big and, silver can, uh, and that's all that you see. Wow. I, we don't have to crack all three oh, of wow. them, but I've got one for, for everybody. Oh, wow. oh shit. So, ba-boom. Yeah. I was going to say, because they're only selling this, I think, at the three breweries. Um, so. Yes, and there was some kerfuffle about when, what went where, and so uh, oh. at what time. Like, um, apparently, they, it was supposed to go on draft on a Friday, and then it was supposed to be the cans were to be sold on Saturday. And okay. apparently, somebody, um, I won't name which brewery, jumped uh, the gun uh, a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going um, yeah. to guess later on then. <laughs> so, uh, what, this isn't like what we had with uh, Columbia Kettleworks and uh, was it St. Boniface, was it, that did that, where they were doing it using no, different s- yeasts, but they were. Nope, this is just the three brewers. Um, so, got this together. is exactly the same beer, though. Yeah, like, yes. regardless of where. Yes. Yep. Um, it's just the three brewers got together and they brewed this. Um, it's been described as a hoppy saison it's been really? called an so ipa on ale, tapped ale brewed with honey um with seven sorry 7.17 percent alcohol yes oh no way they nailed the alcohol uh-huh. yeah yeah okay um so i thought we could at least open up a can and split it rather than having because they're you know that's cool yeah we big can cans yeah they are and then yeah, if you guys want to keep one for no, other purposes right. so they, yeah they have the signatures of each of the three brewers mm-hmm. um Wow, John Trogner's got like a good Simpsons font going on with his uh, <laughs> handwriting. John Trogner from Trogues, Terry Hallbecker from Pizza Boy, and Artie Tafoya from uh, Appalachian. They have him autographed. Wow, he's brewmaster slash director of operations. He had to one-up all the other guys. Uh, so I did some hip-hop shows, and one of the things they would do like for local pride is they were like, 717, 717, they chanted, 717. Um... Bring out your L's from Lancaster. The hand gestures. Oh, the, the L's. hand symbols, yeah. Make nice. An L. But yeah, the seven one sh- seven shout. I'll just never forget that. Nice. Central PA pride. <laughs> so yeah, apparently it's the official beer of the Harrisburg Beer Week, and it was uh, started a kickoff event on uh, April twenty fourth. Was the first time you could find it at the Appalachian at the Abbey Bar and Appalachian Brewing Company. Um, so uh, looks like it's pretty cool. Um, 
So apparently John Trogner believes in a lucky donut toast. So they, all the collaborative brewers got together and... I like um, this man. Toasted some glazed chocolate <laughs> donuts during nice. the uh, 717 collab brew day. That sounds like a beer versus beer. Yeah. <laughs> beer donuts. <laughs> Pink uh, voodoo donut uh, rogue beer. Anybody? Ew. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I've had the bacon maple one and voodoo and it wasn't particularly good. Um so yeah, uh, so what is it? Um, they don't even know. Um, Terry said it was a saison. Then John and I said IPA, but then we saw the color imparted from the Deer Creek local malts. And hello, boys, this baby is amber. So it's whatever the hell you want to make it. So uh, yeah, let's crack one of these puppies open. I wonder how it is it relates then to our locale. <clears throat> I have my thoughts because I I cracked one of them already, but I, I could not wait. There was another collaboration between, um, well, just one brewery. It was Pizza Boy with the uh, Harrisburg chain Arugas. And it was a double IPA grapefruit beer, which sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. It was called Double Wing. Oh, that has a particular smell. Mm, yeah, it does have like a little bit of an interesting tangy smell. Yeah, definitely that. They say they use Saison yeast. Definitely get that. It does come out like a, a light amber. Oh, wow. That is unusual. Hmm. Oh, double wing extinguisher. That releases tomorrow, apparently. Mm. Yeah, there's something funky to it. There's a lot of flavors going on for sure. Hmm. Is there roasted malts in there? Like smoked malts? I have no idea. Hmm. So I'm getting a lot of that, like a like a smoked malt flavor. Be, yeah. Hmm. They're using a local malt variety, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's like a smoked saison. It's one of. I mean, I can't think of a single beer that I would say tastes like this. No. Off the top of my head, they've come up with a, a unique flavor, and it's not a bad flavor. Um, it's tangy. It's funky. Tangy, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, seems a little understated, though. Uh. And I almost say it's a little soury on the end. But it doesn't do any of those things like very intensely. It's mm. kind of like all it's like it's there, it's tangy, it's it does this, it has that feel, you know, like Yeah. I can't even like place <laughs> a descriptor of what it would be. Or maybe that's why, because it have all has all these different flavors, but it's not like any of them are very or like overpowering. So it's mm. not like you can say that this is particularly a tangy beer, particularly sweet or what's going on yeah there's just sort of like a, a tangy zest and then it just sort of fades out into i don't know like a little bit of a, a bittery ipa yeah yeah so that's kind of like our, our lancaster city it's kind of a tangy zest and it kind of goes in the bitter um so. extent it goes <laughs> to go towards the river and towards the other people it gets kind of bitter with her it gets a little funky out by the <laughs> river <laughs> Various cow smell and this manure. beer might actually go really well with wings. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Like a t- maybe like a tangy barbecue wing. Mm. Yeah. You know, I always went for more of a hoppy, but yeah, you think I'm right on this. I learned a lesson: is you go for grapefruit and you pair it with yeah that barbecue was... wings. Holy crap! You got that the Rumple Bruskins, was it? 
Um, no, it was Mike's Guinness Wings from Brendy's combined with a grapefruit. Well, where did you get yours though from? Oh, mine was over from Rumpelbriskens. Yeah, okay. Uh, spicy hot. Yeah. Which were good. They, they just were good, did not yeah. pair nearly as well. Holy crap. Yeah, I had their buffalo wings and I thought they were really, really good. And then I had, then we went across the street to 915 and that had, they had really good wings Wait, too. On a wing crawl? Yeah, it was. I Pl- told you. Pl- I'm not lying. Plum tree wing crawl? Nice. I went through <laughs> the, his list and, uh, yeah. Mm, pardon me. So I have to say, um, I don't mind the 717. Um, it's um, maybe it was with what I was eating because I was actually having barbecue chicken and I, I remembered it being a little bit more impressive the first time around. Hmm. Um, and it might have just because I was having a, a nice piece of juicy meat paired with barbecue sauce with some secret herbs and spices. Um, but uh, yeah, a little underwhelmed this time around. Uh, I definitely liked both Gozas better. Um, but uh, it was nice that they did something different. Uh, as opposed to just brewing like an IPA together, yeah. that uh, at least they went sort of all out on something, and maybe it doesn't have the greatest um, result known to man. But uh, you're never going to taste a beer like it, and um, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. I don't know if I call it a saison. I don't know if I call it an IPA. I wouldn't call it an amber. <clears throat> I don't know what the hell to call it. No, I really don't either. I almost want to say like it's a farmhouse barnyardy funky thing or I I don't know it's sort of in between styles I'd love to get the opinion of Joe boys when we go back up there Mm. just because I think he was looking to do something maybe similar to this Mm. and I don't know because I I just get like a really like that smoked smokiness out of it a little bit of hops to it, so I wonder if that's maybe like what he's going for. Direction he's going, yeah. Yeah, because it, it just—I'd love to get other people's opinions on this. Because yeah, I'm just sort of dumbfounded a little bit. Yeah, it's a—it's a tough one to place, and I—and maybe it's just a—it's so out of the norm that it's just hard to place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely different. It's it'll it'll stick in your memory. That's for sure. Cool. I remember this one for a while. So yeah, um, well that's the end of our sampling beer until we go to the next Aww. segment where we <laughs> sample beer, uh, which is beer versus beer. Beer versus beer. Mike and Rob select the finest beer to pit in single combat for champion beer. Two beers enter, one beer leaves. Harrisburg Craft Beer Week edition. So, um, since it is Harrisburg Craft Beer Week, uh, but there's only a limited number of uh, breweries that sort of technically count as real Harrisburg beers. Um, I mean, obviously Appalachian Brewing Company would count because they have a brewery, you know, smack in the heart of Harrisburg. But uh, Pizza Boy, I think technically is outside the city limits. It's pretty well out. There was the new one uh, we reported on... um, I'll get it for you. But they just open up, apparently. They're going to be there. And, up around um, the Midtown Cinema. And then, of course, obviously, Trogues is part of the 717 collab. Um, but uh, they're technically Hershey. But we, uh, So Mike and I decided we wanted to do things that were Hers- Harrisburg-related. So we went with um, the beers that uh, reminded us most of 
oh god, pardon me. Um, we wanted to go with beers that reminded us most of Harrisburg. So we kind of stretch it out to be to the point where it doesn't necessarily have to be essential PAE, but uh, something that sort of like makes us think of the state capital. So that could be good, that could be bad, that could be local, that could be international. Um, and we're just kind of going with uh, what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mike, yeah. you looks like you have a pretty dainty beard. Do you want to go and dainty? wash our palate beers up? <laughs> well, no, uh, might be killed last. by yeah. hops is what my concern was. So if you really? want to go last, we can go. We can go last. No, That's I think fine. I want to go last. Mine's not too brutal, so okay. it should be fine. Well, the problem is like, yeah, most beers like it's hard to get around here. Like Appalachian bottles, but they don't really sell outside their own stores, and then. There's a couple of like there. Zero Day was the one I was trying to think of. They're in Harrisburg, but obviously they just opened up, so they're not sending anything out. Uh, and there's really nothing else in Harrisburg proper. Okay, so for me, pardon me, I went with uh, Trogs Brewing Company's Trogs Pale Ale. Oh. So uh, I always want to claim Trogs Brewing Company as part of Lancaster County, even if it's technically part of Dauphin County. Nah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> And um, my love affair with Trogues has been a long time, and their new releases have been great. Beers like Summer Love, Nugget Nectar, and Splinter Gold have always been favorites of mine, and their brewery, taproom, and food have always been amazing. So I had to go with something from Trogues, and the only thing that really screams the quintessential Trogues beer um, is none other than just their pale ale. Uh, What's remarkable about this beer? Nothing. Nothing in the best possible way. It is just an extremely great example of a pale ale. It's highly drinkable without being dangerous. It's simple yet great. It is a great example of Harrisburg beer. So I love this as a pale ale. I think it's delicious. I think it's amazing. It's uh, really low in ABV. It's only 5.4%. It's uh, IBUs are 45 um, it's available year-round. It's made with Pilsner, Munich, and Crystal Malts uh, with Amarillo and Cascade hops. And it's hopped back with Cascade hops, and it's just an ale yeast. Mm. And it's just a all-around solid drinkable beer. And I could have several of these in a row and never complain. Definitely. I haven't had this in a while. So you went in an interesting direction. I was kind of surprised. Mm. I think this would go well with the wings, too. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's what I was just sort of thinking about. What would I... You know, what says to me, like, that sort of central PA beer that's, like, undeniably that. And I, I've i drank so much of this beer. <laughs> and that really is what would scream. The same way that, like, what is would be a Pittsburgh beer. And it's sort of like, not that I want to admit it, but it's always Iron City. <laughs> you know, and it's just, not that Iron City's bad. It's just what reminds you of it. And I think Trogues is actually, a, a, their pale ale is a very solid pale ale. And I hope they don't really fuck with that recipe anytime in the near future. Those are my two cents, and I'm sticking to them. Ooh. Yeah, it's soluble. Decent body. Nothing too over the top, but it's not too thin either. So, Trogues officially says that their food complements um, oh, yeah. with Mediterranean foods, starches, and anything with fresh herbs. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, if you had like an herb and garlic wing. Everything's in terms of wings with me right now. <laughs> the floral hop character also blends with cheesy dishes like pizza, pasta, and dips. Oh, yeah. Mm. I can see like a, a Parmesan wing. Yeah. Par- <laughs> garlic Parmesan is usually the big one. Although, like, I want to like a garlic Parmesan wing, but I don't think I've found one I'd like yet. There was one on the list that had garlic Parmesan with a red sauce, though. Yeah. Or- and that actually sounded really intriguing. I've yet to try that one. Because I think I would like that one. 
Yeah. I, I, uh, since I had that concussion, I haven't been exercising at all. And so I've been, I, for whatever re reason, you would think then mm -hmm. I would be like more watching my intake of food mm -hmm. now, like since I'm not, don't have, not spending the calories when I'm working out. Um, but instead, my I go the complete opposite way. I'm like, I'm just going to eat chicken wings. Yeah. I'm going to eat this five pound bar of chocolate. <laughs> it's because you don't see the consequences the next day at the gym when you're like, why did I eat 12 pounds yeah, of chicken wings? But then it's like wings, when I'm working out, then I'm like, no, I'm only going to eat this. <laughs> and it's, I care. Like, <laughs> I figure I would care more now that. Binge and purge and binge and purge yeah. and binge and purge. Not until that first tubing session when you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't need an inner tube to flow down this river. <laughs> I've got one already. <laughs> Can we, like, stack three on top of each other so I don't actually have to touch the water? <laughs> Aww. Um, I was with you on Mediterranean food, but after that, I don't know. But, yeah, I can see this actually complementing herbs quite well. Yeah. 11 herbs and spices. I mean, what beer doesn't go with pizza? That's a pretty... Pretty. Yeah, that that's kind of, <laughs> yeah. Meh, it goes with everything. But um, I do I do like this beer. It's just a solid pale ale. I think it would actually be a very good introductory beer for people. Um, and I think it it tastes. It's got a nice malt signature, but it's not overly sweet. Um, it's got a respectable body feel without being thick. Um, and it's just tasty. It's just something like you know, mowed the grass, worked in the yard all day. I just want something that's a a beer beer at like six in the evening. Boom, doable. <laughs> Yep, a very good gateway beer, I think. Yep. You're right. So, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of the times we go with things that are a bit out there, but, uh, you know, it's important to, to, you know, applaud the staples, too. So that's what I went with. Trogues Paleal. So, Mike, going in a complete opposite direction, tell us what you came up with. Okay. So I went with Free Will's Peach Lambic. So I understand Peach uh, Free Will isn't exactly a Harrisburg brewery per se. It's uh, more North Philadelphia. <laughs> but they are being represented at the Harrisburg Craft Beer Week, and they're one of my recent favorite breweries. Uh, I know they make stellar IPAs, and they're starting to actually foray into wild ales. I actually got to try the white. I think I talked about this last time. Uh, beer made with white cranberries, Ooh. and it knocked my socks off. So I decided to pick up their Peach Lambic and give it a whirl on the old BVB. It's a rather sessionable beer. It's only 4.9%. I don't think it'll get Jesse drunk, uh, but it should be uh, full of flavor and put us all in the mood for summer. Because I love cranberries. First? I saw cranberries and I was like, yes, what, please. You want to smell it first? <laughs> you should. It smells, oh man. Like as soon as I like pop the cap, I got like that whiff of funky peaches and I was like, ooh, this is talking about the good. glass. <laughs> the clean glass. Oh, the clean glass? Yeah. Yeah, give that, give that <laughs> a whiff smell too. smell that clean glass first? <laughs> give that a good old whiff. Mike just puts his nose everywhere. <laughs> like a dog. Oh, man, I've been watching that Wilfred show. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Whoa, that is an interesting smell. Yeah. It's like sweet but barnyardy. Oh, there's the sour. Whoa. Woo. There's the what? The sour. Yeah. Mm. I, I just, from the smell, I know I'm going to like this beer. Oh, man. It's like, it's like a deep honey. hey -o. That's a sour. Mm. This is why I want to go second. <laughs> Whoa. Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Just a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that was a great Scooby-Doo. <laughs> this actually really reminds me of my favorite thing to do with the movies, which is to eat an entire bag of Sour Patch yeah. Kids, and then when you get to the bottom, you lick the last Sour Patch Kid you have and you just scoop up a huge pile of the sour salt whatever it is and then you just eat it all at once and it's just boom so much sour 
and then a little sweetness on the little, end. A little bit. Yeah, that's, that is extremely sour. Like the peaches, yeah. it's, it's almost like it just crushes the peaches. Uh, for sure. Although the peaches are still there. Um, yeah. um, I was going to say this reminds me a lot of the uh, Goose Island Lolita in terms of like mm. sour strength. But there is yeah. actually another level to it of the peach. Whereas the Lolita was just like, boom, here's sour. sour yeah. Deal with sour. And um, while well, I as a sour freak love that. Um, uh, I was afraid my girlfriend's head was going to implode when she tried the Lolita from sucking in her cheeks. So, hard. oh yeah, that, that w- the Lolita was really intense. Um, this one's really good, but yeah, it it is a little too strong. I don't know. It just like the the white was just really nuanced and balanced. I thought for being a sour, yeah. whereas this one is just hmm, okay. I almost want like a nice rare steak to go with this. Oh yeah, something meaty to sort of offset mm. the sour. Absolutely. You can tell I haven't had dinner yet, and I'm like, mm, or, uh, I would uh, are that <laughs> those Thai wings? <laughs> mm, well, yeah, anything with a strong and yet meaty character. Has that kind of mm. a, a tangy spiciness? Wow, that brings back that, that brings out the multi, um, the malts and the hops of the pale ale when you go back to oh, it, really? going from one to the other. Taste buds are in such shock. They're like, oh, God. Yeah, it is sort of like jumping yeah. from a hot tub into a pool. Yeah, holy shit. That does make it like, <laughs> all of a sudden, that's like an IPA. It's like, wow, it's a strong beer suddenly. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it does. Weird. Ooh. Well, I actually have to say, um, it's actually a hard choice. Usually, I have like a favorite going into the Jesse's decision making, but this one, this, ah, is, this has probably been the most opposite ooh. beers that we've ever had. I really like the Free Will, and I will probably get it again. And obviously, I'll drink Trogs till the cows come home. But uh, yeah, this is actually a tough one for me personally. I don't know what I would go <laughs> with. I'd yeah. probably give Free Will props just for it being a harder brew style. But, yeah, pretty uh, much. Flavor wise, I don't. I don't know. For a, they look like a little brewery, a little tiny guy, but that's a hell of a hell of a lambic. So, yeah, I really don't know what to say either. So Jesse's gonna keep drinking till he comes up with a victor, or he'll just declare us both losers like he did last time. No, I'm gonna go for Mike. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. No, um, I like the. I mean, it is a basic. It's a good standard beer, the Trogues. Um, but I, I'm going for something more interesting right now. Okay. And this definitely has it. The, the it's it has a. I don't think I would be able to drink more than a single beer of it. But oh, good lord, no! Yeah, but especially it's, some of these big ass bottles too. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're splitting this. But it's interesting. It's neat. It is more complex than the previous sours we've had. Mm-hmm. The peaches, and yeah, that's why I went for it. Nice. I prefer it over to like the Lindemans, um, Frambois, and Creek. Like it's a true sour. I like the lambic the way I would imagine. I expect a lambic to be. So when I get like a really sweetie fruit beer lambic, I'm always like, "What the hell? This yeah. is not what I wanted." Yeah, you know, I didn't want a cherry it, coke. It, I wanted a definitely does not have that. Yeah, it's a little bit of peach there on the very end. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. All of a sudden, it's like ton of ton of gas here. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Too many bubbles. <laughs> too many bubbles. So we had a lot of, a lot of beer here tonight. Uh, was this like? Do you think it was your favorite overall? Was there anything else that stood out uh, tonight? Yeah. Um. Uh, I didn't try the avalanche that you guys had. The vanilla porter, that was good. 
Um, the starter beer, okay. Yeah, I think I'm actually going with my starter beer on tonight. Oh, whoa. Well, okay. the, the Breckenridge Vanilla Porter is quite good as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. going with Vanilla Porter. Yeah, for yeah. listeners at home, we usually have beers that we get started with that we don't talk about. Um, but uh, yeah, Jesse was drinking a Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, which is a, a fine, delicious beer. Um, I'd actually have to say my favorite tonight so far. Oh, hell yeah, the Vanilla Porter. <laughs> It'd be a toss. Have some more, of the, have a taste of the Vanilla Porter. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! I thought Mike was pouring vanilla porter into the free will. I was like, "What?" But it's uh, it was just. I put the drugs in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite might have actually been the the hopping frog. To be honest, the imperial chasm. Well, there's more. I will probably end up having. No, some. I yeah. think the vanilla porter is. Definitely- um, I have tons of that at home. So, uh, but it is a very good beer. I've been lately on a weird porter or stout kick lately. Yeah, the oh, weather's gotten really? warmer, and I've gotten like dark feel crazy. I don't know what it is. No, that, wow, it's really no. As soon as it turned warm, like oh. no, that's exactly what I did. Like two weeks, yeah. like last week was last week. I just went. I'm like, I just need a mix six of. It, the hell's wrong with you guys? To, to be fair, <laughs> it may have been like because KBS day wasn't that long ago. No, okay. Maybe it was just sort of like, oh my god, this, and well, that in the um. Was it Sunday Easy Easy Over Easy oh, yeah, Stout the, uh, that was also incredibly good? Yeah, yeah. And then I was sort of like, wow, I just got blindsided by two amazing dark beers. Mm-hmm. And then I was sort of like, I'm sold. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. I'm sure that'll oh. fade pretty quickly, um, especially with like Summer Love being back out. I'll probably yeah. hop back around. But my love affair with, with I like Summer Love and I like it a lot, but it started to fade a little bit over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. So yeah. they had at Ramirez wedding? Yeah. 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 They, uh, they the a lot of that. Rose Mirrors' love, the, their summer love. In addition, yes, they do. Yeah. They like case after case of that crap. And it's not crap, but, you know, that beer. And, uh, you know, it's always great because when you go over there, it's like, well, I'm just going to have four summer loves tonight and be perfectly happy. But uh, yeah. um, I can't say I love it the same way as I would, like, say, Nugget Nectar or something. Where oh, I would God. Just drink no, that. no, definitely not. But, yeah, I mean, three weeks ago, I was all about the stouts and porters, but now, um, <laughs> nope. Turn warm, turn warm a, I'm off of them. It was last week, I think, or two weeks ago or something. I was just, I couldn't get enough of them. Huh. I got my yard in order, like spent like three weekends in a row just slaving in the yard, like both days. And then like last night was just hanging out in the hammock and then grilled. And it was just sort of like, that was an instance where I wasn't like, I want to have a dark beer. It was like, yeah, give me like a nice lighter IPA or even like a, a nice pale ale or something. But mm-hmm. um, before that, I was really on like, when I was out, it was like, like Dan Ennis's birthday, we had a bunch of Russian Imperials, and it was I'm good, I'm good, I'm loving yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, what's that? What's that big one that you got that you were splitting with everybody? You remember? Um, oh, it was the um, Yeti, the uh, oh the cho- Yeti, the chocolate uh, oak, oak aged, aged chocolate, chocolate Yeti. Oh, I didn't. I had the it regular Yeti, delicious. Yeah, yeah. the Great Divide. This yeah. one, yeah, oh, yeah, they, I love the Yeti. Yeah, so they the have Yeti's a good. Coffee aged Yeti, and then yep. the chocolate aged Yeti. And or the oak age chocolate, whatever, and then yeah. the oak age. Uh, oh like man, just kill me water. now. So good. <laughs> All those beers are so good. Um, that was really nice. And then um, Dan Annis was sharing some Helen Veron- oh. Verdonis um, from Netherlands, which is also a very good dark beer. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was a yeah. I love going to the fridge and just being like, yeah, let's just crack some big bottles amongst like five or six people. We should do that more often because they do have a lot of like really nice big ones that are kind of expensive. But like if you buy one and then share with everybody, and then yeah. the next person does the same thing, it's a good idea. Yeah, you, know? you get more and you don't have to go crazy because sometimes, yeah. like Dan for his birthday, the first three <laughs> beers he had were ten or eleven percent. Oh he shit! Didn't really raise it. Well, he started out with like Raison d'Etre, which is like super strong. D'Etre. Yeah. yeah, and then he was pretty. 
He's not buzzed. that big of a guy. No, he's not. And then he went on to Helen Verdotis, which is, which is like 10%. <laughs> and then we went on to like Yeti, which was 10%. So he was feeling it. And his wife uh, was very happy to be like, you were not driving home tonight. I am driving you home tonight. So yeah, it was a good time had by all. Well, they don't have that far. I mean, they just walk down the street a few blocks. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're down like yeah, Charlotte Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all downhill. From, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all literally is. down. They can just roll home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was a good Harrisburg Beer Week, and uh, I don't know if I'll get to any actual Harrisburg Beer Week events. I would no, kind of unfortunately. Like to. Um, I can't find a reason to go to Harrisburg. <laughs> yeah. Even for a goddamn craft beer week, I can't figure out. I mean, there is that, what is it, the uh, passage to India? There's that Indian, is, are they still open? I think the thing that we really need to work on is getting a Lancaster craft beer week. We yeah. need it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We have yeah. a bunch of like breweries there in Lancaster County that we could totally get. Like, we need to have some sort of, hey, let's fuck the Susquehanna Ale Trail. Let's have a Lancaster Craft Beer Week and uh, yeah. I mean, really we got, go nuts on Lancaster Beer. We got, we got the one day. So, yeah, we need to extend it out to a week, man. Yep, pretty much. Especially with all these cool, really cool events. Especially since so. we're bigger than freaking Harrisburg in terms of population, man. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we got 10,000 more people. Let's get this show on the road. How many people? Mm. Ten thousand more, from, if I remember. What was correctly. it like? About was it yeah, we were what, six, fifty-nine to like fifty-two. You know, I saw that was um, a, a completely side topic. Um, that ship that was um, boarded by Iran. Did you see that oh yeah, news? I saw that. Yep. It was actually not a U.S. ship. It was a ship that we had an agreement with oh, okay. um, from the Marshall Islands, which is an independent country that has only I think like forty-eight thousand people. Okay. So Lancaster has way more than that. Harrisburg yeah, so I, has a thousand more people than they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was an interesting like I, I think they just le- like there was uh, the BBC. I saw it on the on BBC first, and then they 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 did correction. It was like first it said U.S. ship, but they said no, no, no. Actually, it was Marshall. Yeah. It was this Marshall Island ship. What the hell? Are they um, but doing? none. But CNN and all the places in uh, all the news outlets in the United States. Um, they kept running with it being yeah, yeah. a U.S. ship because obviously, otherwise, I'm, otherwise, I'm not going to click on it. I'm like, why do I care yeah. about a, a, a ship the size of Lancaster, Mar- smaller than Lancaster, the Marshall <laughs> Wait, the size Islands, of yeah. Harrisburg? Right? I don't give a fuck about a country the size of Harrisburg. So, why was the ship like? Was it near Iran? Like, why was it? Okay, so there's a the, uh, there's a strait, there's an area of uh, of water where it is technically Iranian Iranian water. Okay, but they always let people through. Yeah, because it's just. That's the that's the Strait of something Muth or some I want to say Demuth because that's the Demuth Museum that's <laughs> down the street, but it's not Demuth. After a few years, I want to say Demuth, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it's a Bermuth or I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, uh, they 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 uh, they stopped it. I don't know why. Probably because we're stopping their their vessels that are going to Yemen. They're like we're okay. like worried that they're resupplying the rebels at Yemen. Mm-hmm. Okay, for that conflict. Sorry, over the past week, like that totally fell off my radar. I didn't really even know. Baltimore has been on the news. Yeah, that has been. Yeah. Is it the Strait of Hormuz? That, that sounds like it. Hormuz. <laughs> That's Demuth, where Hormuz, it, yeah. Demuth. It's <laughs> <laughs> where it hooks around the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, between so. yeah, Baltimore, uh, Nepal. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, rough yeah. news lately. The, the SCOTUS thing. Do they make a decision yet? Oh, on the. Or do they just hear? Oh, gosh. They're not going to make a decision for a month or two, or at least. Okay, they're just still hearing. Yeah, yeah, they're just doing the okay. hearings. They don't. They usually just do the hearings and then they make decisions later on. Don't they? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, they usually, yeah. They like, do all the months. hearings and then after some months. They got to do some research. Make all their releases of. Way public opinion. Try not to piss off their. 
political buddies, et cetera, et cetera. If you were a Supreme Court justice, would you just wear that robe all the time? I think Absolutely. I would. I would wear nothing but I would. Robe. I would cut it out and make it be a cape. There you go. <laughs> Screw the front part. It would just be a cape. <laughs> I would walk into my chambers and I would just put my arms out like a uh, Victorian lord and have there. my clerks come in and dress me in my fancy yes. robes. Yeah, then I'll have go. a leotard with tight on top of the tights. <laughs> nice, nice. And then I'd have a utility belt with a gavel. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Objection. <laughs> Sustain. <laughs> Oh, and my like God. my judge orang orang. I'd have the Law and Order sound queued up at all times. Dun dun. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we get too far in a tangent, I'm going to wrap this puppy up. Before <laughs> <laughs> we've been pretty far and wide, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back home. So that's it for today's show. Thanks uh, for listening. I hope you are out enjoying Harrisburg Beer Week. We are uh, celebrating inside in our comfy homes in the 717. But uh, Harrisburg is apparently having tons of events um, for their fantastic breweries. So if you're in the area and are considering going out and trying stuff, do so. Um, Give 717 a shot. See what you think about the beer. Uh, It's definitely different. Um, You know, mileage may vary for... From palate to palate, uh, Jesse might declare that you have bad taste if you like it, but uh, you know that's on him. He gets called out sometimes. Uh, well, if you listen to our, what if I got called out? You, you guys are too sissies to call anyone out on anything. Um, coming up literally tomorrow will be the episode where Jesse is called out oh, for not liking stick figures. <laughs> so I take that all back. Uh, give that a listen. I remember I was on my knees for that one. Yeah. You were. It was awkward. Now, the uh, funny thing is people are going to listen to this after right. this. So we're talking yeah. as if they're going to hear it tomorrow. But this episode, they're going to hear a week after what they're going to hear tomorrow. Exactly. That's weird. We need Marty McFly. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, we are mucking with the space-time continuum here. <laughs> it is weird. Uh, so join us next week. We will have another exciting sample sode. And then two weeks after that, we may, in fact, have... Um, a special surprise coming up and we have a couple other tricks up our sleeves so uh, thanks for listening and of course keep on drinking that's today's show for more information on today's podcast or to subscribe to the show visit www.blindtigerpodcast.com or look for us on iTunes send comments or questions to show at blindtigerpodcast.com to suggest or request a beer for beer versus beer, or to ask a question for Homebrew 101, email show at blindtigerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep drinking. Mm-hmm.